0: Hey, welcome to Episode 4, Part 1 of It's the Salt for Me, brought to you by The Salty Christian. I'm your host, Marie. I invite you to subscribe, share, and comment. We have new episodes every Thursday. This week, I wanted to talk about kindness. So can you imagine a world where everybody is just kind to each other, helped each other, lifted each other up? I can't. And how sad is that? I've been thinking a lot about kindness lately, thinking how disappointed God must be in so many people in this world. I like to think that most people in the world are kind, kind all the time, probably not. Personally, I think I'm generally kind to other people when they're kind to me but there are times when things have come out of my mouth that had no business coming out or I did something I shouldn't have because I felt some type of way about how I was treated. I've been trying to correct that more and more every day. I'm finding out that being kind all the time is really hard work because let's be honest, people can be so annoying. Someone does something or says something out of line and you know, my mama ain't raised no punk, but why not just walk away? Why not say something like, I'm sorry, you're having a bad day. I'll keep you in my prayers. Instead, there's like this fire that swells up inside of me, especially when I just walk away for hours afterwards. I'll sit around thinking about what I should have said or what I'm going to say or how I'm going to act the next time I see them, plan it all out in my head, including what they're going to say and how it's all going to play out. And it never does. So when I decided that I wanted to do an episode on kindness, I almost immediately thought back to when I was in elementary school. Truth be told, I think about it a lot. There was this girl. Well, there were a couple girls, but one that I was so mean to. I mean, I was way more mean to this girl than the other girl. We're talking 50 years ago, and I can remember her name, what she looked like, the faces she made, and every mean thing I ever said to that girl. I would tell you what I said, but honestly, it's the most, and I'm embarrassed that I treated somebody like that. Thinking back, though, I realized that I wasn't mean to her for no reason. She was probably the meanest girl I had ever met in my life up to that point. But she was mean to everybody. I know that didn't give me the right to say the things I said. I'm also not sure why, at such a young age, I thought it was okay for me to say stuff like that. I don't even know where I learned to talk like that. I think about her because I know the things I said to her must have made her feel so worthless and ugly and helpless. I can't even imagine the damage I did to her self-esteem, how those words may have affected her life in some horrible way. I wondered if I made her even more mean or lose faith in humanity, if she thought everyone thought of her the way I said they did. I had no compassion for her. There was no kindness. Maybe she needed—she just needed a friend, someone to be kind to her. Maybe she was going through something at home that nobody knew about. I wish I had had the ability to think this way back then. I've always hoped that she ended up having a great life, though. You know, a lot of friends, a loving family, and just peace in her heart. I often wonder if she ever thinks about it. I wish I could go back in time and change the way not only I, but the way everyone treated her. See, that's the thing about being a kid. Your mind isn't developed enough to understand the harm you can do to someone with only your words. I've tried to raise my kids to be kind to others, and for the most part, they are. My parents never knew how I treated that little girl. Her parents never came to the school or my house, you know, like I would have if it were my kids to see what's up. Because if that happened to my kids and I knew about it, me and the parents, we were going to square up. So maybe her parents didn't know. Maybe she couldn't talk to her parents. Maybe she suffered in silence. Maybe she still suffers. I know I do because I feel so bad about the things I said to her. So the other girl I mentioned that I was unkind to, I guess to this day, I don't really feel as bad as I should. (laughs) She was the stinky girl in class, the girl that peed in her chair, the overweight girl. Yeah, I was a little mean, but I actually had a lot of compassion for this girl. I tried to befriend her because I felt so bad for her because everybody was just making fun of her. So I invited her to birthday parties. You know, she lived down the street from me. And I really tried to be her friend when nobody else was available, of course, (laughs) And before I go any further, I just want to state for the record that, you know, the saying sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's about one of the most ignorant phrases I think I've ever heard in my life, because there have been times in my life where I would have gladly had a broken bone over some harsh words that were said to me. And the thing about words is that they can't be taken back. Sure. You can say, I'm sorry, I didn't really mean it, but you know deep down that those words really come from a dark place. And in my opinion, they kind of hold some truth. It may not all be true, but you know what you've kept silent about, what's been building up inside of you, but you've tucked it away because you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. Anyway, I guess it all fell apart with me and Stinky when we were in junior high school. I would stop by her house from time to time to say hi and hang out because I knew she didn't have any friends. She was white and she had three or four brothers or sisters, one of which was an adopted black boy. So I went over her house one day and we were in her room hanging out and her brother, the adopted black boy, came into the room and he was teasing us. I thought he was funny. (laughs) You know, he wasn't saying anything out of line. He was just being a funny kid. Well, the next thing I knew She was fire red, chasing him down the stairs, screaming at the top of her lungs. You effing ninja! You effing ninja! And you know she wasn't saying effing or ninja at that time. (laughs) Anyway, I understood at that moment why she had no friends. I felt so bad for that boy and what he must have been subjected to on the daily Because everybody was home, but nobody said anything. Mind you, she's yelling that out, not taking into account that the only person who is trying to befriend her is the little black girl standing at the top of the stairs. In that moment, I wanted to scream back at her (laughs) so bad. Hey, fatty, I'm standing here too. Why are you saying that? And by the way, you still stink. You know, I just wanted to go off, but I didn't. I left her house that day like we had never met. She didn't deserve to have any friends as far as I was concerned. The sad part is that I still just really don't feel bad for being unkind to her at times. I really wanted to tell her, though, that if I ever saw anybody like beating her up and there was a big crowd and I wouldn't get caught, I was going to get a lick in. I just can't even tell you the feelings that I had at that moment. And I don't feel bad about her. I feel bad for her brother. I often wonder how he turned out and if he still has ties with that family. Speaking of family, the more I thought about kindness, the more I thought about my own family. I hate to admit it, but I have been more kind to complete strangers than I have to people I love and care for the most. I mean, why is it that that seems like it's okay? Because it's not. I mean, is it because we know these people are family and will be forever so we can treat them any kind of way? I mean, I would lay down my life for any one of them. So why aren't we more kind to each other? I mean, I think we are now, but growing up, we weren't. Now, I will say this. That as far as family is concerned, I can say anything I want about my family, but don't let nobody on the outside test where my loyalty lies, because it's going down if you talk mess about anybody in my family. I think that was sort of an unwritten rule. I may not like you at the moment, and I may talk about you, but I for sure ain't gonna let nobody else do it, because you're family. So on the other side of that, I've had this friend for 50 years. She's my dog, my sister, my ride or die. And I don't think we've ever had words. We respect each other, lift each other up, are there for each other, no matter what kind of foolishness we got up to. <laughs> Quite frankly, most of it we got to take to the grave. But she is about the kindest person I know. And everybody that knows her knows it. I think it's something that was just in her. It's just always been in her. And it's something I've always admired about her and really wanted to try and emulate that in myself. It hasn't worked out yet so far, but I'm trying. So how can I be kinder, more compassionate? For most of my life, I have treated people with respect, kindness, compassion, unless, you know, they had it coming. I guess that's where I'm falling short. I need to learn to treat people regardless of whether or not they've got it coming or not, with kindness. Ephesians 4.32 says, And be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. So this tells me that God forgives us of our sins. So the very least we can do is be kind and forgiving to others. Even if it's hard, sometimes I feel like God is asking me to be a punk. (laughs) Just forgive people, let it go. It doesn't matter what they say or do. Just be the bigger person. And you know what? It's hard being the bigger person. I feel like people know they got over and that they're whispering behind my back and laughing at me behind my back because I let it go and I just can't have that. <laughs> so Galatians 5, and 23 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. So when we're filled with the fruit of the Spirit, kindness is the fruit that makes us compassionate. It allows us to show mercy and be considerate of others. We must be this way to everybody, not only the people who are treating us right, which is really difficult. And there must be a reason that God calls us to do this. And I'm determined to figure out the reason, even if kindness kills me. <laughs> so my questions for the week. Number one, does being kind mean I have to just let people walk all over me? Matthew 5:39 reads, but I tell you not to resist an evil person, but whoever slaps you on your right cheek, turn the other cheek also. I feel like this verse is an instruction on how to be a punk. I know in my heart of hearts that it isn't, but come on, what happened to an eye for an eye? Okay, I mean, I I know it only makes things worse when we go back and forth with someone. And why do I really care if somebody insults me or offends me when I know who I am, you know, and God knows who I am? But I really feel like it's because of the way it makes me feel when I allow people to mistreat me. And I tell you, I've got my work cut out for me on this one. So my second question is, what do I do when I feel like I'm being weak if I allow someone to get away with being unkind to me? Second Corinthians 12, 9 through 10 says, and he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So this tells me that perhaps I should focus on God rather than my weakness because his grace is sufficient. When we are weak, God is strong. God's strength is made perfect when we look to him. I guess I'm going to have to try and see what happens. My third question is, do I still have to be kind when the person just has a mean spirit toward everyone or will God let that one go? <laughs> Matthew 5:44 says, "But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Now, how in the name of all things holy am I supposed to do that? Okay, so I've actually been trying to do that as part of forgiving people. I've been praying over their lives and asking God to bless them. And let me tell you, it feels really uncomfortable, and I feel like I'm just being fake, and God knows I'm fake, so what? I mean, part of me really means it, and the other part of me really wants to mean it. So I'm not sure if it's canceling out the whole thing. I guess I'll have to keep this practice going with the hopes that one day I will be more like God. So this week, I will be practicing being kinder, be it by words or deeds. I will compliment people, lift people up, basically treat people how I wanna be treated even if I feel like they don't deserve it. I know God has shown me kindness and mercy when I surely didn't deserve it. So I also challenge anyone with young children to teach them about kindness and compassion this week. Talk to them about it, but also lead by example. Show them how good it feels to be kind or do a good deed for somebody else without expecting anything in return. Let them know how their words can really hurt someone and stick with them but also let them know that sometimes other kids are hurting and that's why they act the way they do. They need some kindness. They need to know that they're not alone. They may need a friend and how befriending the nerdy kid or the kid who is just different, that could end up being one of the best friendships of their lives. Let them know that they shouldn't worry about being kind or they shouldn't worry about being popular. They should worry about being kind. Let them know that kindness could save a life. You know that feeling you get at Christmas time when everybody seems so warm and kind and friendly and loving and giving? I'm going to try and treat people like that this week. Because imagine if everyone did this all year round. I mean, we would feel so good all the time. Like, seriously, what a wonderful world this could be. Whatever happened to random acts of kindness? Is that still a thing? I don't hear about it as much anymore. And can we bring it back? (laughs) I don't know about you, but I know that when I am kind to people and help people and give to people, there is no better feeling in the world to me than that. So why not strive to be that way all the time? To have that feeling all the time, not to brag about what I did for somebody, but for my own happiness and my own peace of mind, knowing that I helped make someone's life a little easier. And it's not just about things that cost money. Kindness comes in all forms. A simple compliment can go a long way. A nice smile and a have a good day could make somebody's day a little brighter. Hey, I was thinking about you and I wanted to let you know you're in my prayers. I'm always here if you need me. Let's get together for that coffee. I've really missed you. I may not say it often, but hey, I want you to know I love you and you really mean a lot to me. All of these things and so many more can help play a part in bettering someone's day or maybe even their life. We don't always know what people are going through or when they need a kind word or gesture. Just be kind. I hope you've enjoyed this episode on kindness. I urge you to go on this journey with me. If you do, please reach out and leave a comment on how it worked out for you. And I'll let you know how it goes for me. I again invite you to subscribe, share, and comment. I'll catch you on the next episode of It's the Salt for Me. Until then, be blessed and be a blessing.